0: Back here on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly, Steve Cashel, and being co-hosted this week by Dr. Nick Verma from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. He is in for Dr. Brian Cole, and Dr. Nick is the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. Time now for our Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly, giving our listeners the opportunity to have our doctors address their specific sports injury issues. It's very easy to get involved. Go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and on the homepage, you will find the picture of Dr. Cole and yours truly. Click on that link, and you can ask the doc a question. Just submit it, and we'll do our best to get it on the air. Ready to go, Dr. Nick Verma? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. First question for this show is, I get dizzy during high-intensity group workouts, this person says, and writes, I am gradually trying to increase my cardio capability, so I am exerting myself harder than usual. What can I do to uh, take away the dizziness?
1: So important question, Steve, and we can talk about some of the things that you can do pre-exercise to try to uh, mediate or relieve this problem. But the first thing that I want to mention is that the dizziness can be a sign of a much more significant medical problem. And so the first words of advice to uh, this patient and any any athlete who's experiencing these types of symptoms is you absolutely cannot ignore it. This is something where you probably need to stop participating in that sport or that exercise and see your physician to make sure that they're looking at you from head to toe for things like uh, cardiac issues or... or um, Uh, sclerosis of your vessels or other, you know, stroke type symptoms, there's can be a whole variety of issues that could cause dizziness with uh, exercise, and some of them can be fairly serious. So the first words of advice are stop, go see your doctor, make sure that there's nothing physically going on that could be a problem or create a bigger problem for you. Once that's been eliminated, you know, there are a couple different uh, areas where we think that dizziness may be caused. The most simple is just simple dehydration. So. We know that when you exercise in high intensity, you lose a lot of water. We know that most of us don't drink enough water during the day. We're here in summer in Chicago, which can be hot and humid, so we're losing water during our normal activities of daily living. So the first thing is to just make sure that you're getting enough fluid consumption both before and after exercise and on a daily basis, because if you're starting a new high-intensity workout and doing it five to seven times a week, you may become fluid deficient over time. Secondly, we can think about things like sports supplements to make sure we're getting the electrolyte uh, uh, replenishment that we need when we're performing workout activities. And then the last one is is a breathing pattern. So sometimes as we go into these high-intestine exercises, we're simply not breathing the way that we normally should. So you really need to concentrate on your breathing pattern during exercise, avoid holding your breath, Avoid trying to take shallow breaths just to keep up with the exercise. Maybe you scale back a little bit on the intensity, but make sure that you're keeping up with your breathing pattern during the exercise itself.
0: Great stuff. Dr. Nick Verma, I've got question number two of our show here in our Ask the Doctor segment on Sports Medicine Weekly. Here we go. Will working out at night cause sleep problems?
1: Another great question, Steve. You know, I I sometimes feel like when I do a late-night exercise, and unfortunately with all of our busy schedules, that's sometimes the only time you can actually get into the gym. The kids are asleep. You've got an hour to yourself. You can finally get a workout in. And we all know that after a workout, you feel fairly revved up, and it can be sometimes hard to get to sleep afterwards. There was a recent study that was done that actually looked at this to try to determine do uh, individuals that exercise at night have more difficulty or less productive sleep compared to those that exercise in mornings or other times. And the good news is they actually found that uh, there was really no difference in those who exercised in the evening compared to those that exercised in uh, earlier times in the day with regard to their quality of sleep. And that's really what we're looking for when we sleep, right, It's not only the ability to fall asleep But once you do fall asleep, the thing that makes you restless or tired in the morning is when you don't have that quality, what we call REM sleep, which is really Mm -hmm. where you're in the deep phases of sleep. So I think the take-home here is there's really no problem with sleep and exercise at night. Find the time that works for you and get the exercise in.
0: All righty. Good stuff. Dr. Nick Firma continuing on with our Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Again, if you want to submit a question, just go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. You'll find the link on our home page. Here we go, Doc. Another person asking, what is complex training? So I think, you know, complex training
1: is different for different people. But when we talk about it from a medical perspective, it's really trying to combine slow, heavy strength exercises. So these would be things like doing a squat or a press, um, a uh, uh, overhead lift type activity, really weightlifting activities with things like light, fast, explosive exercises. So these would be a sprint, for example, or doing box jumps or some uh, doing um, uh, spin classes, something where you're really getting your heart rate up high. Uh, and I think the idea is that if we if we alternate strength training with aerobic high-intensity training, we can kind of get the best of both worlds in terms of um, helping to recruit our nervous system to allow the muscles to develop better. Uh, take advantage of what we call the fast twitch fibers, which are the muscles, in, uh, the fibers in your muscle that really allow for quick contractions for things like acceleration or fast velocity with batting. Um, hitting a hockey puck, those types of things. So it really helps to improve our uh, not only our our training from an aerobic standpoint, so our endurance, but also our strength and power. So it's one of the concepts that we integrate into training to try to maximize the benefits on both sides of the equation.
0: I've got another one here, Uh, a woman with child. Uh, All right. What kind of benefits are there to exercising when pregnant?
1: Another great question. You know, it's something that we often see when women come into the office to see us. They've got sports medicine conditions. They're maybe in the early stages of the pregnancy. They want to maintain their activity level, obviously, for their own health and well-being, for the health and well-being of their uh, developing child, as well as for their ability to get back to sports afterwards. Uh, There's been a lot of interest in this topic and a lot of work that's done in this topic. In fact, a recent study looked at 71 healthy pregnant women between the ages of 18 to 35, and they were randomly assigned to either a group that participated in aerobic exercise intervention during their pregnancy and a group that did no exercise during their uh, pregnancy. And what they found was that the neuromotor skills that were measured at a uh, one month of age in the babies was actually improved in the patients that were in the exercise group. So not only is this a good idea for you, but it's also a good idea for your uh, infant child or your developing child And we strongly encourage maintaining an active, healthy lifestyle during pregnancy.
0: Great stuff, Doc. Appreciate it. Um, Again, you're uh, 24-7 with the White Sox, so you feel like it's winding down in this final uh, month or so of the season? Yeah, these are really the dog days of summer in terms of just trying to get to the end of of the
1: marathon, so to speak. We want to make sure our guys are staying healthy. Um, and really what we'll start doing in the next, you know, I can't believe we're almost in September here. What we'll start to look at as we move into September is how do we set all of the off-season plans for our our athletes to make sure that they come back in February and are performing their best.
0: All righty. Wish you the best. Thanks so much for uh, being my co-host this week on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Nick Verma, head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. And we want to thank our producer, Shane Reardon. Also, our coordinating producer is Tracy Torrell. also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Thanks to everyone who uh, tuned in and asked the doctor questions. You can submit those again on our homepage of our website, Sports Medicine Weekly. So for Dr. Nick Verma, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next on The Score, it's Early Odds with Joe Ostraussi. Talk with you again next week for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.